0: As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home for him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But all the preparations that had to be made distracted Martha. She came to him and asked, Lord, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Luke 10, 42. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truly podcast. You're listening to episode 16, and today we're going to do a little myth-busting. We're diving into the story (laughs) of two sisters, Martha and Mary, from the town of Bethany.
1: Yes, so we're going to dig into their story and, you know, in in doing our research on Martha and Mary Mm -hmm. and reading about them in the Bible, reading a lot of commentaries on them, a lot of them sort of pointed to the idea that Mary is the one we should model our lives after, and I felt like Martha was getting a bad rap, you know? Like, it was <laughs> like, Martha. be like Mary, don't be like Martha, look what she did, she blew it, you know? She's like a villain. She got totally villainized, so unfair, poor Martha. So we're here today to redeem sweet Martha. <laughs> And really, you know, she she was a woman of great faith and she could teach us a lot. And I think that it's just really cool to look at these stories 2,000 years ago and see they're still so relevant Mm -hmm. to our current world. And I know that I... Very strongly can relate to Martha, so let's dig in to their story first before we we talk about all her redeeming qualities. <laughs> and I can't even hear the
0: names of Mary and Martha without immediately thinking about my grandma. Uh, her uh, name was actually Mary Martha, so love heavenly <laughs> shout out to Grandma Watkins. Hey, Grandma. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed, but <laughs> love you. <laughs> um. So now for Martha and Mary of Bethany, and it's actually found in the book of Luke. And this summer, Michelle, you and I were studying the book of Luke. And that's really where we wanted to dig into the story. So Martha, Mary, and their brother Lazarus uh, were Jesus's closest friends, which mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, in fact, the Bible even says in John eleven five five, that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and her brother. Um, so when Jesus was traveling to Bethany, the town of Bethany, he actually goes to their home. Um, and the story mm-hmm. can be found in Luke 10, 38, 42. But just to summarize here, Jesus and his disciples, right, they're going to Bethany, where Martha welcomes them into her home. And immediately her sister Mary just goes to the feet of Jesus and is sitting there listening. Meanwhile, Martha. I mean she's just overwhelmed with the preparations and you know she's distracted she's not worrying about what's going on in the other room right she's right. worrying about you know getting things set up and the meals and preparing and she's so frustrated that she goes um to Jesus and she's like lord don't you care that my sister has just left me to do all of this work like tell her to get up and help like she literally says that tell her yeah to help me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh Jesus says, you know, very gently, you know, Martha, Martha, why are you worried and upset about many things? Your sister has chosen what is better, and I'm not going to take that away from
1: her. Right, right. And first reaction to this story, like I am Martha in that kitchen, you know, (laughs) so, so many times I've am running around in my house crazy, trying to get everything ready. And I can't even not even imagine like how Martha is feeling if Jesus shows up at her house for dinner unannounced. I mean, if that happened to me at my house, it would be a disaster. Like right now, my couch pillows are assembled in a really cool fort you can't sit anywhere in my living room (laughs) and there's just you know stuff all over the floor kitchen counters I mean Lori of course when we go to your house it's always super clean so you cannot relate (laughs) I know but it would be stressful like I'm just having my friends over for coffee I mean Martha's having Jesus over like that takes it to (laughs) another level (laughs) so I understand why she felt you know distracted in the way she did yeah I completely agree and
0: my house is not always immaculate if anyone (laughs) in my family is listening they're just rolled their eyes because they know that I'm completely the (laughs) frantic host that even with like, you know, the smallest gathering, I'm like spending hours, you know, (laughs) preparing for it, cleaning my house, yelling at my family, seriously. But Martha faced a lot of pressure in this situation because the Bible specifically says when you read that passage that Martha opened her home. And so it's important to know that she was the head of the household, which is really unusual in Jesus's time. So she was like a straight up boss lady, Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> she also had the servant heart. Like she, she invited Jesus and his disciples into her home and immediately she wanted to serve them and make sure they were comfortable and fed and cared for. Yes. You know, meanwhile, on the other hand, Mary you know, chooses the better option mm-hmm. in Jesus's word, right? She chooses the better right. option and she goes immediately to the feet of Jesus. And I think we all want to say that, you know, if Jesus is walking into her house, we'd be a Mary in that situation.
1: Right. And I think when we read this story, we think, oh, yeah, Mary made the better choice. She wins. You know, she's the example we should follow. But really, Martha there's so many things that we can learn from her. And it's not like a cut and dry, I'm a Martha, I'm a Mary. Mm-hmm. Like these two women, they're real women in the Bible. They're not walking stereotypes where we have to strive to be like one and not the other. I mean, God created both of these women just like he created you and me in his image. And we all yeah. we all have different gifts. You know, Martha definitely had that gift of hospitality, serving others. But I think that... The really um, cool thing that we can notice about Martha in this situation is that, you know, even though she kind of went to Jesus with a little bit of a sassy tone, (laughs) that (laughs) she had a problem and she took her problem straight to Jesus because she knew that Jesus could help her in this situation. Yeah, I have read this story many
0: times, Michelle, and I've completely missed that point. And I love what you just said, because Martha had such a close and safe relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. and one that you and I can have, Mm -hmm. right? That when she had a problem, even when it was being upset with her sister, right? Even when it was her feeling like she was having to carry the biggest burden of the housework, she went straight to Jesus Mm -hmm. because she knew
1: he could help her. He could guide her. He could set the path straight. I think that's incredible. I love that. And it also shows us that, you know, I think a lot of times we think that our problem isn't that big. So we're not going to take it to Jesus because there's so many more people that have probably huge, larger problems than us. And we feel like maybe it's insignificant or just something silly that we should kind of just figure it out on our own. Jesus doesn't want us to try to figure out things on our own like even if it's something small and little I'm feeling stressed about this housework my sister's not helping me we <laughs> we can still go to Jesus with that with that burden you know and and he can set us free from that anxiety and I also think it's cool that it's it's just this example that Martha did have a sassy tone to Jesus and, and we don't have to come up with like the perfect words and the perfect prayer to convey exactly how our heart is feeling in the, in the right way. You know, like we can just, he already straight. Yes. We can just straight up share our heart with Jesus. We don't have to make it beautiful and perfect. And he's going to be there for us regardless of how, of how we approach it.
0: Yeah, talking to him as if we would talk to our best friend. And that's exactly what Martha was doing. And I mean, we we are myth busting Martha, but I also don't (laughs) want to leave Mary out because she's a great example too. Uh, Mary went straight to the feet of Jesus, right? Like she was craving Mm -hmm. to learn more, know more about God. Um, But I think it's important to point out that, you know, she's sitting at the feet of A rabbi amongst a group of men listening to him. And that's, that is not our traditional role. That's not where in society she Mm -hmm. would be, but she had this desire to draw closer to Jesus. And so she was, she was okay, like foregoing those
1: traditional roles to get what was most crucial for her heart. And I think that's such a good example that we do have to pay attention to because, you know, Mary she knew that she was going to fill her mind and her heart with God's word first. And that was Mm -hmm. the most important thing. And it reminds me of, you know, Matthew four, four, that's been such an important verse for me in my life. Um, And in it, Jesus tells us that people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, it applies so well to this story because Martha was so worried about the the physical bread, the preparation, serving people, but that's really not where we get our life from. It's mm-hmm. from the word of God. That's what we need to fill fill ourselves up on. And when we do that, I think we're more equipped to live out those other gifts that we have, a gift of hospitality that Martha had, of serving others. But before you yeah. do that, it, it, the most crucial thing is that we fill up on the word of God. Yeah. And the best part about this story, really, the story
0: of Mary and Martha is Jesus's mm-hmm. response. I mean, Martha went to Jesus and he she directly laid out what yeah. was on her mind in kind <laughs> yeah. a tone, you know, and she said, don't you care? Don't you care? Tell her to give me a hand. And Jesus so, you know, gracefully with love and care. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but One thing is necessary and Mary has made the better choice and it won't be taken from her. And what I love about that is we do get distracted and worried about Mm -hmm. many things, right? And he's being very clear that in this situation, only one thing is necessary and that is time with him and learning about God. But he also says that Mary made Mm -hmm. the better choice. He didn't say, Martha, you're wrong right? He didn't condemn her. He didn't, you know, tell her that she failed. He was like, she was doing good stuff. I mean, <laughs> she was still there serving and she was doing it with love, right? So it wasn't that she was doing anything mm-hmm. wrong. But sometimes even when we're caring for other people, sometimes we have to put our spiritual needs prioritize Mm -hmm. those first to make sure that we're in close relationship with God before we can truly care
1: for others. And maybe if Martha had filled up on the word that day, she might not have, you know, lost her cool so much. Like I I know that that when I start (laughs) my day with the word of God, it just, it transforms how you approach your day. And I think it kind of speaks into each little scenario, each situation. It just sets... I think the right tone for your heart and where you're coming from when you Mm -hmm. approach each situation with grace, like Jesus did. And I also love that, you know, like you said, he didn't condemn what she was doing. He wasn't concerned with what she was doing. He was concerned about her heart, that she was anxious, that she was worried. And it just shows the level of care that Jesus has for us. He does not want us to be worried or anxious. He wants everyone to, live in live in peace have the peace of Jesus that that only he can give even when there's dishes piled up high and there's food all over the floor <laughs> but i'm like thinking to
0: myself clearly jesus is seeing all of this going on and he knew her heart he like is a witness like you go to somebody's house and you can tell when there's tension yeah. <laughs> right? between siblings spouses in-laws like you can you can tell so he knew there was some tension going on but it's interesting to me that he never was like time out martha yeah. come in here he like waited and i I have to assume it was intentional Mm -hmm. right like he waited for her to come to Mm -hmm.
1: him yeah right
0: and like to confess to him what was on her heart she had to turn to him first that's such a good point yeah we have an
1: opportunity to turn you know to god but we have to be the ones Mm -hmm. to cry out when we're in need i want to also point out you know even though martha had a little bit of a breakdown at the dinner party. <laughs> it's important to note, like I, like I said, that she was a woman of great faith. And if you look at John 11, it tells the story of the miracle of Jesus raising Martha and Mary's brother, Lazarus, from the dead. And this is after the dinner party, you know, when when Martha had her little little scuffle with Mary. Fast forward, Lazarus gets sick, so the sisters send Jesus a message. Mm -hmm. wanting his help, you know, and they're reaching out to their dear friend and they know that Jesus can heal Lazarus. So when Jesus arrives into town, you know, it's too late. Lazarus has already passed away and been buried. And Martha even says, you know, if you had been here, Lord, my brother wouldn't be dead. And it was a time of, you know, deep sorrow and tragedy. But Even still, Martha professes her faith to Jesus, and before the miracle when he raises Lazarus, she declares he's the Messiah, the Son of God, who's come into the world. She believes in God and trusts in the Lord, even despite this tragedy. Yeah, I love that. It's very
0: clear that the scene that took place, right, at that dinner party, (laughs) that it changed Martha, Mm. you know, in the story you just shared, right, that she confessed her love and you know recognized that jesus is the messiah Mm -hmm. but i also think too when you look at that story in john 11 she was a changed woman because when jesus came into town she was the one who ran to jesus Mm -hmm. while mary stayed home and so wow i just pray we can all Learn to strike the balance between both of these women in faith mm-hmm. because they they both have so many great lessons for us. I mean, we have Martha with her drive and tenacity and her sass. Don't forget the yes. sass. I love a girl with sass. <laughs> <laughs> and and Mary, right? She She's a great example of how we should be prioritizing our time with God yeah, above absolutely. all other things. So there's so
1: much to learn from both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So... Lori, you're totally a Martha, right? <laughs> Isn't everyone a Martha? I think I'm a like, Martha, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually thinking about other than my grandmother, whose name
1: is Mary. Yeah. I'm like, do I know any Marys? Like, are there Marys out there? Yeah, I don't know. If you're listening to this, Mary, please contact us. <laughs> we want you to be a guest on the show. <laughs> Call us. <laughs> hope you've enjoyed this episode of the tried and truly podcast be sure to subscribe leave us a rating on apple podcasts and check us out at triedandtrulypodcast.com to see our show notes and more see you next time